I want to welcome you guys to the uh, City is Mine. This is episode Trace, episode three. All right, definitely appreciate you guys for supporting us. And once again, the information is going to be down below. All right, follow us on Instagram at City is Mine and on all of our various platforms. All right, so fellas, growing up black, growing up black. So was it was it a was it a tough childhood slash young adulthood up until now, or you know how was your journey as as black men? I think um, a lot of my work ethic came from me actually being, I guess, working a lot as a kid and learning the value of a dollar as far as having to work for certain things to either get shoes that I wanted or clothes that I wanted or just jewelry or whatever the case may be. So I think I want to say I had it bad, but I did have to work for everything that I actually was um, given. Like I was given anything. I worked for everything that I got as a kid. But now I'm giving my son, he's not working that much for things and I'm just giving him everything. I'm kind of Breaking that habit, but I need to kind of reinstill that back into him. But I think I'm kind of too late. I messed up on that one. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're spoiling him a little bit. I'm spoiling him a little bit. A lot, way too much. He has way more shoes, way more stuff than I ever had. I had to work for all that stuff, but now he just has it like whatever. Mm. It's hard not to. I mean, you know, we're doing better than our parents were. So, right. you know, you're able to provide that for him. But um, I understand, like, you, you want him to know the value even though you know it's not easy you gotta work for something well off than you did gotcha yeah that's most definitely but we i'm just one of my struggles is growing up just having to work i wouldn't say it's a struggle but working for everything that i had to get so it was a good value i guess because eventually you're gonna have to cut the cord right eventually he's gonna have to learn how to get things the way you're getting things or the way you learn how to get things on your own as well right and that's a that's a fine line as a parent because you know once you see your 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 children you know they want something and this is and then you it just comes to the back of your head it's like man i remember when i used to want that i used to want the jump mans i used to want to play you know donkey kong country right. you know but then i was told i couldn't do it until christmas and it was only like february right so it's kind of like you know like certain things that you see that you are able to afford or to buy for your children uh you basically you know it's hard for you not to but mm -hmm. There's also discipline that you that you must you know instill in your kids. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what we're working on right now. Well, yep. we continue a pro continuous process of discipline and just working for things that you actually deserve and you want. Mm -hmm. Right. What What about you, Stan? Ooh, growing up black, uh, dangerous but fun. <laughs> I mean, dangerous but fun, man. Dangerous but fun. Yeah, I mean, I I, I definitely. Um, agree with Craig like just having to work for everything like you know and um, that really made us understand the value of a dollar uh, I know when I was younger like I was if I if I wanted to go back to school shopping um, when school opened back up like I needed to make money over the summer so right. I'd be walking around the neighborhood with a lawnmower um, asking the neighbors to cut their grass for some money um, when I was in school I'd be like selling candy yep. you know just doing what i can to kind of like earn money because you know like that that was the only way that was the only option right so. and i remember actually you brought that up i think every school year in the beginning i would have a set amount like i was going to get from my dad to actually go school shopping so i know if i had 250 bucks or 300 bucks mm -hmm. i can buy maybe five or six outfits and maybe a pair of shoes yeah. so if i wanted some extra money i had to wash cars cut the grass go 
I even had to go pick fruit a few times in the um, summer, like in my mama, like tomatoes and stuff like that and oranges and stuff to get a few extra dollars. But I was doing whatever I can to get some extra money because I wanted more clothes. I wanted to be fresh when I go back to school. So yep. working for all that stuff. Yep, yep. When did you guys start working, though? You guys are saying, you know, you started working and this yeah. and that. What age did you guys start working? I'm like five years old. Like a real job or just like working just to make some money? It's like, man, for real, for real. So, right, so when did you start working like a real job, like a W-2 man, job? I was walking. Uh, oh, a, a real job. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, like a W-2 job. I was about to say, I, mean, I was like watching cartoons and eat my cereal in the morning and I'm like, clock in when I'm done. <laughs> it's, time to go. it's time to go. No, but, uh, no my dad, he used to... Um, he used to flip houses um, when 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 I was younger. So I, you know, I was literally like seven years old, um, waking up at like six o'clock in the morning to drive out to um, a house that he was working on, and I'd be mm. painting and um, doing doing some um, some housework. Gotcha. And you know what that reminds me of, though? Like, as far as, like, you seeing that as a child, right? Mm -hmm. You seeing your dad. And guess what? You're doing that now, right? Yeah. Aren't you in the yep. real estate? You're in the real estate. Mm -hmm. And you're flipping homes as well. So this is the lesson that you saw growing up. That it's like, hey, man, like, my dad's knowing it. You know, hey, this looks interesting. Yep. So that's why it's so important, you know, especially as fathers, man. That's why it's so important for us to uh, instill these characteristics in our, in our children. Yep, yep, right? Yep. So, but as far as me, man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't start working until I was, like, what, um... Well, I think like 16, 16, you know, I was, I was in the fry machine at McDonald's, yeah, man, you know, like, yeah, that was my yeah, first so job. All, all three of us worked at McDonald's. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was your first job, <laughs> yeah, too, yeah, McDonald's. Yeah, man. We, actually, we actually worked together at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I hated hey, it. Hey, well, it was McDonald's. cool. <laughs> hey, so y'all was working at McDonald's and McDowell's, man, what you want? Hey, man, it was Whack Arnold's. We used to have something. That's Bell was popping when he had the Whack Arnold's commercial. We was in there trying to talk to females, and the female, like, tried to go and approach her. She's like, hey, man, back up. You smell like french fries. I'm like, man. That was, that was when you guys working like were you working in the mall or was it like a, a, a no at um in the hood right by robles actually yeah so wait a minute so y'all used to talk to like the, the females that, that came in and just like yep. you on a fry machine and you just like leave the fry machine yep. yeah we would yep. talk to them like if i was on the fry or we was on the um i guess the line to make the sandwiches or making the fries and yeah. then somebody was like hey somebody at the front desk or whatever would yeah. shoot our shot and then get yeah. shot down and so wait a minute happened. man does mcdonald's just recruit like you know, young kids or what man <laughs> that shit used to be funny man why well, everybody working at mcdonald's the first job but that's that's, that's crazy was, i did it i think because stan was doing it my other friends were doing it as yeah. well too so it was more like it was work but it was like you used to hang out with your friends at work we used to freestyle yeah. in the freezer shoot dice in the yeah. freezer stuff like that make yeah. chickens <laughs> wait wait y'all was in the freezer freestyling we was in the freestyle and in the freezer freestyling and shooting dice to the freezer. <laughs> yeah, we, t we turned that McDonald's out, to be honest. Oh, like, man. But it was fun, though. It, was, yeah. it wasn't really like work, but it was it was working. It was fun. And then, yeah. what, did you get fired? And I, I, I got fired. I ended up quitting when I started college. Okay. Yeah. One of y'all got fired. I got man. fired. If you're freestyling oh, in, a, in a freezer, so, so yeah. your boss came in, he was like, hey, that, that burst and shit, man. Like, man. You, you got to go. We used to do anything we wanted. Like, we were back there inventing like new things. Uh, yeah. There was, there was, uh, what did what, what did we invent? Like the we put the the, 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 the chicken nugget, yeah, the we cut the chicken nugget in half, we cut and put chicken lettuce. nugget in half, yeah, put like uh, lettuce, uh, bacon bits, and like mac cheese, sauce, mac sauce, and just like <laughs> smushed it on the grill. Hey, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that should be good though. Oh, but, you did it for yourselves. Yeah. Oh, I thought if, if I ordered like a, a quarter pounder, I'll get like a sandwich full of nuggets. I so, mean, if we knew you, we hook you yeah, up. Yeah, hook you up. Oh, I got you. <laughs> Give you extra, some extra chicken or. 
some extra fries or whatever. Hold on, man. We trying to get a sponsorship from McDonald's real quick. <laughs> but what's crazy? We're Swiss sandwiches, y'all. What's crazy, man? I got um, I got fired from McDonald's the first job, and actually the only job I've ever got fired from. But being that my name is Craig, I got fired actually on my day off. The manager was hating against, <laughs> oh, she was hating on me. Oh man, I just me, put that together, man. <laughs> so were you 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 actually off? I was off that day and I had called in the day before and she came in and she had noticed I wasn't I didn't work that day. So the next day when she came back in, she was like, Hey, if you can't commit to your schedule, then I'm gonna have to let you go. I'm like, Well, I had to do something or school or whatever case may be. He's like, We'll have to let you go. But she fired me on my day off. Right. So so when when you're when your kids, right, want their first jobs, you know, things are different now. Mm-hmm. So would you would you recommend them starting somewhere like a restaurant or starting somewhere like, you know, or you know, like how, where would you recommend them for work? Like, I think grocery stores are pretty straight too. Yeah, grocery stores, when Dixie, Publix, something like that. But yeah, right. I kind of want my son to actually get a job, like at some point, to just earn the, learn the value of like earning a dollar in like mm-hmm. taxes and things like that. But right, this I would is, say it's safe. This is going to lead me to the next section, a segment. Now, you know, as far as dealing your children, right? So education. Uh, so growing up black mm-hmm. and. Education. How was how has education uh, affected you as far as like the education your parents instilled of you growing up? Was there like a stress or an importance placed on education growing up? Ooh, yeah, I mean, my, my parents definitely stressed the importance of education um, a lot, actually. And, you know, I always did well in school. I always got uh, straight A's. Um, the one thing I, 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 I think was an opportunity for me because, you know, we, we grew up in the hood, so we always kind of went to the to the local schools. Um, we 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 always either went to like the all black schools or like the all white schools. Like we always got because they were like, you know, um, integrating everything. But um, the one thing that that I think was an opportunity was that um, even though I, like I was in gifted classes, um, things were too easy for me, and I felt like there was a cap placed on me. Like I I, I remember just like not being challenged at school mm. and um, making straight A's. And things were easy. It was effortless for me, and I was never challenged. It was always, you know, you're doing well. Let's keep it that way. So, I think um, that that that's how education was for me. Um, I think if um, you know you could challenge and like push kids, sort of the way that we do now, I feel like sky would be the, the sky could be the limit, and that could have been the case for me too. Gotcha. Was there yeah. was there ever like because um, you know me. As far as my education, same thing. I mm-hmm. always had great, good grades, mm-hmm. but there was never like a roadmap given to me. My my parents were always like, "No, just go to school, get your education, and you'll become yeah. somebody." Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And you kind of figure it out for yourself. Yeah. So um, I did that. So I went to school, got great grades, went to college, graduated college. Um, I, I told you on episode one, I'm still you know doing my masters, man. You know, it's taking <laughs> sixteen years, but um, so it was that was the roadmap. The roadmap was to just get an education, yeah. um, do good in school, and eventually someone's gonna hire you because you did great in school um i think that method now is like you know it doesn't work not anymore yeah so um craig what do do you think as far as like um how would you guide your son if he did not want to go to college let's say for for example like he just came to you one day and said hey dad i would rather go to trade school i'd rather do something as like with my hands where i can just make some money really quick um, but you know, you heard. You, I don't know if you already have a plan for him. So, what would you say if he approached you like that? Yeah, I give him. I give him the option of what I guess is we sit down and we talk all the time as far as what he wants to do when he's done with high school. I, to be completely honest, he's like me. I really, I went to school because I had to go to school, but 
for me, my focus point, what my parents, what my dad told me was actually just to make sure you just pass and you you pass your grades and you just you do you do good in, you do good in school and then you'll everything will work out. But I wouldn't push him or pressure him to go to college if he doesn't want to because I don't want to set him up for something that he would hate um, long term. Mm-hmm. So he's actually talking about going to the military as well too. So he's been talking about the Air Force and me. He's actually in ROTC right now. So that's something I think he may want to do, which was it worked for me because when I got out of high school, I had no idea what I wanted to go to college for. So being in the military actually kind of steered me in the right, a different direction to give me a different perspective on life or what I would may what I may have an interest in. So I would be uh, supportive of what he wants to do um, if it's not college or military or tra- whatever it may be. We'll talk about it. We'll set up a plan and I'll get him established and we'll go from there. And we're going to stick on that because I'm really going to uh, uh, ask you a question uh, regarding uh, the military and joining the military, Craig. Right. Uh, when I was growing up, you know, my friends, uh, their parents, uh, you know, a lot of like, you know, people of color or black people, man. Right. We were like, hey, man, I'm not going to join the military. I don't want to do this and that, you know, because they have their reservations about it. Right. Right. Um, you being a veteran and you being in the military, um, do you see that same issue? Or do you see younger black kids leaving, uh, you know, as soon as you graduate high school? Are more and more black children or or black kids going to the military? I'm seeing a lot of new. um, I've always seen like a a rotation of young black uh, males and females joining the military. I know it's a stigma that we we I guess the culture has with the military and police and things like that. But it's always two sides to a story. So for me, the military actually opened up so many different doors, things that I wouldn't actually have accomplished and are done mm-hmm. outside of the military. So you take everything with a grain of salt. Be safe. Um, make sure you're making the right decision. Get you a mentor that's in the military to get you in the right path and make the right uh, decisions based off what you want to do. But I think um, the military is appropriate. But just make sure you're going in with, um, I would say, a mentor and a plan and what you want to do. It can be four years, six years, or twenty years. But I, it worked for me. Um, and like I said at the time when I was done with high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So the military put me in the right path of. Being where I'm at now with the real estate and then my master's degree and then various other things as well, too. Yeah. Right. Because even in college, some people don't even know what they want to do in college. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you'll go to college and then you like spend your first two years there, like partying and like yeah. BSing around. Yeah. And by the time you know it, you're like your third year, you're like, hey, man, I only have like 12 credits. Damn, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's, it's kind of like. It's, that sounds like my journey. Seriously. <laughs> 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 like, seriously, you spend your first yeah. couple of years in college just BSing partying, around, man. Yeah. And partying and, you know, because you're, you're, you're enjoying your new freedom, right? Your new, mm-hmm. you know, sense of, of, of being an adult. Right. Um, but. With with college, even even growing up as well, like with college, with work, with like you know, as far as like joining the military, um, some probably that happens as well. We face discrimination, you know, mm-hmm. growing up. Though there's no there's no ifs and buts about it, you know. Everyone, anyone, and everyone who's who's black, a person of color, um, they face discrimination, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, what was your experience uh, with discriminate with discrimination so have you ever guys uh, had like a, a situation where you were kind of like heated or you're kind of like man this is kind of messed up so have you ever faced any form of discrimination going up before yeah something that you remember something remember that's like this, man yeah. i remember this story <laughs> if you want to get personal you no know? no I'll, I'll say it and um i'll give it because i remember it vividly i was actually um so growing up in white mama tampa blasi all that this eric tampa and white mama my granddad used to pick fruit. We used to sell fruit, things like that on the side of the road. I was like five or six years old. So it was me, my cousin, both of my cousins were actually on the side of the fruit, uh, highway selling fruit, like tomatoes, watermelons, oranges, things like that. 
But it was, I remember it in the location, like, vividly. We were on uh, 301, like, right before you get to Big Men on the right-hand side, like, you come in from uh, Tampa. And we were out there, like, holding the sign, like, we're selling fruit, like, this is what we have, watermelon, tomatoes, blase, blase. But it was two of these guys in a um, truck with a Confederate flag, and they drove by, and they yelled out the word nigger real fat, like, loud, and they were laughing. And I didn't really, I knew what the word meant, but I was so young, I didn't know how to, like, perceive mm. it. So I'm like, whatever. But then they came back around, and they did, like, a turnaround, and they did it again. And they were, like, blocking the horn. But there is this, it was just, it stuck with me for the rest of my life. And um, that was my first, I guess, racial um, experience with, uh, or dealing with racism, um, being called that word as a young kid. I was, like, five or six years old. But that Damn. was horrible. <laughs> what about you, Stan? Damn. Um, yeah, I mean, not only did I grow up black, I grew up Haitian, so it's like, <laughs> I feel, I feel like, uh, back in the, um, back in the 90s, like, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't, po it wasn't popular to be Haitian, you know? Yeah, I remember. And, you know, I, I, I immigrated here, uh, Creole was my first language, so, you know, I had, I spoke English with an accent, and I'd get teased a lot at school. I remember one kid. And this was like the dumbest kid in the school, but <laughs> this one kid, like he, he, he used to make fun of me and it didn't make sense. So it, it, it didn't really bother me because it didn't make sense. But I, I just remember like people used to laugh and it, it, it was the stupidest thing in the world. Like he'd walk up to me and just say, Haitian, patient, Haitian, patient. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> just, like, I'm laugh, just like, man, but you said Haitian, patient? Haitian, patient. Like it wasn't even a real word. He was word. just trying to make something rhyme to make yeah, it right. stupid. Yeah, just trying to make something rhyme. So, and I, you know, I just remember like, I, I and, and, and I never, I never like really did anything about it until it stopped. Like I just sort of ignored him because even as a kid, like you want to like, I wanted to get mad because I'm like, yo, I, you know, I can't just take this. But part of me was just like, yo, he's an idiot because that's not a real word. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was, I mean, yeah, that was. So, I mean, so like if you go to the doctor now and the doctor is looking at you and say, hey, that's my patient right there. Would you, would you get upset? <laughs> <laughs> would I get triggered? <laughs> You better like spaz out of the doctor. What'd you call right. me? You call me a patient? His eyes are twitching. <laughs> like, yes, I'm Haitian. And I'm a patient. This is, this is my Haitian patient. Right. Yo, what did you say? <laughs> oh, man. Yo, Yo, you swing on the that, doctor. Man. Yeah. This guy, like, turns yeah. into the Hulk, man. It's a one word. Nah, yeah, but yeah. That's funny. Craig, man, I, I um, honestly, like, he's not lying. Because, like, well, growing up also in the 90s, mm. um, you know, even being in school, kids used to like tease Haitians as far as, hey man, you, you guys eat cats. You know, like, you know, you guys eat like barbecue, like, you know, like all kinds of like, you know, like goat feet and stuff like that, right? right yeah. So like, um, and also it was like, oh, you guys do voodoo and this and that. So it was a lot of discrimination coming in, like from, from even our own neighborhood, you know, mm. but everyone, like I said, everyone's faced some sort of discrimination. Um, I have too, man. I can't tell you how many times I've been pulled over, but to be real with you, the majority of times I've been pulled over, I've gotten like warning tickets, man. Okay. I've gotten warning tickets and, 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 and things of that nature. Um, but I don't know, man. It's just a bad experience as far as like, you know, um, having to deal with that. And I think, you know, times are changing a little bit. You know, there are people are, I mean, there's more and more like different cultures coming into this country as well. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, you know, we're, we're, we're it's, it's not as bad as it was way back then, but, you know, we've all experienced it. Yeah. We've all experienced it, man. Yeah. Yeah, what you guys got, man? Um, what's what's next to talk about? Growing up black. I mean, 
about a few things. <laughs> like, I feel like any of the things we talked about could kind of like spin off into a longer conversation. Like you, t- you, t- you talked about um, getting pulled over. I mean, that's you know just that's another thing. Discrimination by police. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't like OG or anything like that. I, mean, I just ran a red light, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I wasn't getting chased. I mean, my highway. when I was um, like my first year of uh, college, like I stayed home and I would drive um, uh, after. I would you know drive home after class, and sometimes I'd have to like cut through this neighborhood because you know I got home quicker. And I remember getting pulled over like three days in a row, and then third by the same cop. Third time I get pulled over. Mm. He's quite. He's he's asking me like, why why are you driving through this neighborhood? And I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to get home. And he's like, Oh, do you always come this way? Like he just like he really went in deep and interrogated me. And I'm like 18 years old. I'm just like, Yo, what's gonna happen? You know. But um, he did let me go. And apparently, I guess it's like a high uh, drug tra- uh There's a lot of like drug traffic that comes mm-hmm. through there. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that was just uncalled for. Like I'm, I'm I obviously look young. I'm a student. Like I got my backpack with me and everything. And mm-hmm. three three days in a row. I was gonna ask you when you were driving through the neighborhood. Is that when you had the um, the Nissan Sentra with the twenties on it? <laughs> <laughs> Driving in the air. He got like he got like two percent tense. Oh, man, you know what I'm yeah, I had a, I had a my first car was a 1989 Camry and it had uh, 20 inch rims on it. Oh, was it a Camry? I thought it was a Sentra. I thought it was a Sentra. Uh, it was the Camry. It was the Camry. Oh, okay, the, Bur- okay. the Burgundy Camry. The Burgundy. Okay, you're right. You're right, you're right. So, so you so you cut down this back alley in a Sentra with two percent tense with 20 inch rims and you was probably blasting. Like, you was probably yeah. blasting oh, yeah, C-Murder. I, I did have some music. I did have some music. Hey, in hey, you was blasting C-Murder, man. Probably playing some Hot Boys. <laughs> Slow down. Hot yeah. <laughs> chop, and it's like, damn, why are these cops keep pulling me over, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's a song. You know what I'm saying? What was that, uh, what was that song, Chopped and Screwed, uh, that everybody used to be blasting back in the day? Uh, that come Mike home Jones. late. <laughs> that song? Was it by uh, Tom G, Sonny Brown, or somebody? Oh yeah, Wait, yeah, come yeah. Home late. Coming home late. Uh, <laughs> the R&B beat the song. song? Yeah, yeah, that's but they slow it down. They slow it down. That was the Tampa shit. <laughs> wait, 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 wait! You got pulled over over an R and B song? <laughs> nah, I was, that's not the song <laughs> I was playing. <laughs> yo, yo. You got pulled over. Stuff. Not, you had Alicia Keys in the background. Yeah. You got pulled over. Right, yeah, but it was slowed down, though. It was chopped and screwed. It slowed yeah. down. It, it, there was something like that for real in Tampa? Yeah, yeah man. We They even slowed down the Fantasia song, When I See You. It, yeah. it, it go kind of hard. You got to listen mean, to it. The slow down era, I mean, that was, was something serious. I'm not even going to lie. It was something serious. I still listen to slow down music to this day. And as the car like drives away further, it gets even slower, too. Right, right. listening to it. This was uh, hey y'all you guys know I'm I'm all right, they're teaching me something new I'm oh, y'all don't do I'm, that in Miami I was raised in yeah. Miami man so so wait a minute so like you you guys used to blast like um like like Prince and then like you know what I'm saying like slow down or Michael like, Jackson was slowed down yeah, a few yeah, times yeah. but um I'm not so y'all serious yeah, yeah there's a slow I'm down have to go, I'm gonna have to YouTube I'm, I'm it gonna, man I'm gonna put him in the um in the uh, group chat man some slow down uh you go Michael down Jackson to, or something you gotta go down in the Tampa History Museum <laughs> dang man yo I've never been pulled over listening to Blue Contrail man yeah that's kind of that's kind of crazy you think working I don't know what happened I'm, I'm gonna cut this part so you guys are good all right you could fix it. Damn, like y'all that. serious though? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Slow down, era. What else, man? We were, we were talking about discrimination. I mean, 
shoot in school every everywhere yeah once craig gets his fix we're gonna talk about let's talk about like the finance thing real quick i'm good on mine i just cut off my piece i'm good i don't know what happened he just stopped recording it won't record anymore is it full it might be full but it's whatever okay cool we can make two sessions from this if you want to yeah, I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut a, um, a lot of it or whatever. Okay, okay, go. So, so yeah, I mean, so that's crazy, man. Like y'all, y'all getting pulled over with some like um, brandy songs, man. But um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, but I think the last piece we should talk about uh, re- relating to you know us going to black. Um, how was your 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 lessons at home? Because man, there was a segment that we posted on our group page where you know they were, they talked about like uh, in 2021 how uh you know black folks man we've we our spending was like record highs right mm-hmm. but our net worth was extremely low our, our net worth like started decreasing meanwhile all other groups their net worth was you know increasing as well so um do you guys feel as if like you know there there's not enough like teachable moments at home regarding financial literacy yeah i think well i think in in my case um you know, my, my, my dad, he, his, his job was sort of just like outside of the bubble where, you know, I don't remember him ever working like a nine to five. He was always out um, investing um, in real estate and just, you know, working like any, 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 any type of job, but like that was sort of just like outside of the normal nine to five grind. Um, and I guess I, I, I learned by watching him. Um, however, like, I think like lessons being, being taught like conversationally didn't happen much you know it took me um growing up and being older and, and sort of just like knowing um the ins and outs of of kind of what he was doing and um but um yeah i mean we and there was i have eight siblings you know there was nine of us um at the house growing up so you know the fact that um my mom was allowed yeah, she was able to be a stay-at-home mom and you know my dad worked and he he supported us and he did a good job at it um so i mean he had to sort of be on his grind but as far as like passing down that information and 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 showing us the ropes even though like we were right there with him sometimes like helping rehab some of these houses i feel like there could have been more conversations Mm. you know about uh just handling your finances and and being able to support like a big family like that what about you craig was financial was financial literacy uh a big part of, of your household growing up not it was but not like a big portion of it i was always taught like the principles of how to save money pay your bills on time and make sure if you put something on your well when you establish credit make sure you always pay it off because you don't want um that's one thing that they say how you how they identify you in america is you have the, when you apply for something they want to look at your credit mm-hmm. so i was always taught to save money and i guess to manage my credit but it wasn't like a big push for me i guess you can say but i guess um, over time, I just figured it out and just learned it. But it's something that we can all benefit as a, I guess, a young teen to know about credit and how to save money and how to invest certain things. Or if you get a paycheck, breaking down percentages like your bills, savings, and investing um, when you receive a certain amount of money. Yeah. All right. So I fell victim to turning eighteen and getting a bunch of emails. I'm mean, not emails, mail. <laughs> turning, getting a bunch of mail as far as like credit cards. So I remember when, as soon as I turned 18, I got like credit cards galore, right? Credit card <laughs> offers galore. So um, just being uh, personal with you guys, uh, growing up, financial literacy was like 
go to work, you know, as far as like earn money and pay your bills, yeah. right? Like, so that was financial literacy. Um, you know, as far as like receiving credit cards and, and things of that nature, it's like, oh man, you qualify for $1,200. So here I am, you know, I got $1,200 credit card and uh, I'm over here, you know, like, you know, buying like, you know, the same Saturn, you know, you know, so it's kind of like, <laughs> so it's kind of like, you know, my spending habits back then, uh, it was terrible, man. It was terrible because I didn't have that uh, sense of education because, mm -hmm. you know, when you have uh, two parents who, who are constantly working and then you see that, even though I appreciate them that for that, because they it taught me a valuable lesson as far as, like, you know, working hard. Um, but there is additional uh, teaching moments that parents should have, especially, you know, parents in our community. Like, hey, listen, when you turn 18, they're going to start hitting you up. They're going to they're gonna offer you this. They're going to offer you that. You're going to have to learn how to manage your finances so that way you don't get caught up in a trap. Because, you know, when you, as soon as you're that young and you start making mistakes, that could affect you your entire 20s, right? Yeah. You're, and, and you know when you're that age, from that age up until you're like, you know, 30, you know, any move that you make is going to affect you for the rest of your life. So um, especially with money. Yeah. So uh, that was my experience. You know, I didn't quite have as far as like, uh, the ultimate financial literacy was just like get money, pay your bills. The lights are still on, the water's on. Uh, you survived, right? Right. So now I'm trying to be a, a different with, with, my, with my with my son. So um, yeah, man, that was pretty. Uh, oh, I say, what are you guys doing different? That's um, I guess growing up, knowing what you're doing, like, what are you gonna do different? What can you do different to help benefit your sons um, and their benefit them in their future? Well, same thing, man. Tell them to watch out for the credit card companies, right? Also, knowing how to, um, you know, have a, have like a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet. Um, manage manage your, your your debt to income ratio. Right. Uh, you know, you know, same thing you guys said. You know, with savings. Uh, save a certain percentage from from your paycheck. You always need that. Uh, you always need that just in case money as well. Because if if you're, you could literally be driving your car, you know, and then a tire pops, or you know, two tires pop. And, you know, you don't have the funds. Next thing you know, you're stuck. You can't go to work. Next thing you know, that income is messed up because you may get fired. Right. So there's certain lessons that uh, I'm definitely going to be teaching him once he gets older. So um, and, yeah. you know, by then also, I'll be at a, uh, at a way better place financially to where even though I could give it to him, you know, as far as like like the finances and the funds, I would rather him learn how to get it himself as well. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. One of the things I actually did um, when he my Josiah turned 14, I put him um on my credit card so he's authorized user on my credit card he doesn't well he i took it back from him this time but he <laughs> he has a credit card under my credit so he's actually building and establishing um, credit right now so hopefully well when the time he turns 18 and 17 whatever case is he'll have like a plus credit because he has um dope wait a minute yeah. so you took the credit card so what, was he buying stuff from like um for minecraft no so what he was doing <laughs> um, <laughs> he was i gave him a limit i get his limit is like his allowance like 200 bucks a month but he would go to 7-eleven all the time he'll buy stuff at the mall he go with his friends but the reason i took it was because his grades were slipping i'm like i'm taking all your privileges your phone and your credit card so he'll get it back at the end of the nine weeks when his grades pull back up but when he's 18, he'll have good credit. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is what uh, new age parenting looks like, That's right? Dope, yeah. This is what new age parenting looks like. Uh, you know, three black men here, you know, trying to do our part as far as, you know, breaking that cycle. Um, so, and I believe that's it. Fellas, you guys have anything else? I'm good. Nope. All right. It's a wrap. It's a wrap, y'all. Appreciate you guys for joining us once again. Make sure that you subscribe to us. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at City is Mine. All right, and we'll see y'all next episode. All right, peace. peace.